I appreciate you tuning in today, and uh, I've got something on my heart. It's been on my heart a couple of months. Uh, God directed me to a concept, a promise, a command, a direction, and really spoke into my heart that wherever I speak, I'm supposed to speak this into the lives of people wherever I go until further notice. So I want to be faithful with that. It's one scripture. Uh, it sums up quite a bit of the Bible, though, because it's one. this scripture is a template for our lives. I'll explain once I read it. Deuteronomy 1, chapter 1, it's in the Old Testament, verse 21. And here's the direction of God. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear or be, and that concept means or is discouraged, but it means actually be stressed out. We'll get to all of that because uh, as I prepared uh, to speak this into your life today, I did a word study of every one of those Hebrew concepts, and they are powerful. This is the promise that God gave Abraham and then swore it to Isaac and re-promised it many times over to Jacob. Uh, this concept of God's promise to the children of Israel that they would have their own land. And as it's presented in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 21, it becomes what I would call a template for our lives. Because as we look at it and examine it, it shows that it's the same concept that God is challenging you and me every day of our lives. Some things to understand about Him, some things to understand about ourselves, and something to understand about the enemy uh, in our lives every day. And I think this is especially appropriate during a time where we feel like we have very little control. But first things first. Let's bear down on it. Look, the concept, the vak idea of look, is this idea of process and take it in. And then this is an important part of it because 50% of the vak or the look from Deuteronomy 1.21, the idea is to process it, take it in, absorb it, but the other half is execute on it. You can't just look and take it in. You got to do what it says. And see, Here's the thing about God that I think we overlook a lot. And that is, when God says for us to do something, or be something, or be in something, he never ever factors in the equation that we're going to say no. When God speaks, he never factors in the idea that we're going to do what we want to do. He never factors in the idea that we're going to pick and choose the parts by which we want to apply. When God says vak, he's saying absorb it, process it, take it in, but you're going to have to execute on it as well. God never factors in sin. Now you and I do, but God never does. And whenever sin enters into anything God's instructed us to do, it complicates the whole plan. We need to understand this about God because it's an important thing as we look at our own lives. 
Because the biggest lie that's ever told theologically is this idea that we sin every day in thought, in word, and in action. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You don't have to live in sin, and you should not live in sin. Furthermore, if you're living in sin, you can kiss this promise of God goodbye. What you need to do is take care of the sin problem first. I like how Franklin Graham's been on every station the last 10 months, but the truth about it is he seems so lethargic when it comes to the idea of sin. He said, we need Jesus, but you know, yeah, we need Jesus, but we need to remedy the issue with sin first. And the way we remedy it is repent of it. And the very basis of the exaltation of sin is the exaltation of self, our self-worth, our self-promotion, our self-pride, our selfishness. See, whenever, and, and pride is the number one sin. And when God says, look, he's not factoring in the idea that we're going to be prideful enough and not process and execute. Now, it said, it says here that the Lord your God has set the land before you. Now, here's what that means. It means that gone, God has gone ahead. He's conquered the enemy ahead. That he's taken what he's conquered and he's dedicated and consecrated it. And now he's giving it over to us. See, I don't know where we got the idea that I got to do all the conquering. Or I got to do all the work here. What God says is that we need to execute on the idea that he's already done the work, that he's already conquered, he's already dedicated and consecrated, and all we have to do is walk in that promise. I think we take way too much on ourselves. That's the issue with control. We think we control, control all this stuff. I think that's one of the problems where we have with the issue that we have before us today with our pandemic. We get to whining and complaining about my rights. We get to whining and complaining about my freedoms. And I can choose or not choose to wear one of these. Now, that happens to be one of those bad boy NP95s. And the reason I spend the money on that is I can't always trust that you're going to spend the money on yours. So that helps me and helps you too. Uh, just because, you know, you want to flex and have an opinion on this. Let me talk about this for just a second. You know, who do we think we are? <laughs> you think you can be all full of yourself and walk around and, or have judgment about people who do or don't or whatever? Ever since God created the world and sin entered in, we've had afflictions of the flesh. Because you and I are not going to live forever in the flesh. Now, we're going to live in eternity if we know Christ and invite him into our lives. But I don't know why we have such a problem with trying to protect ourselves and others in the flesh. <laughs> For instance, all through the Old Testament, there are rules that the Jews had to live by. Um, I don't know why my mind goes to this one, but I'm going to just go there. It says very specifically in the book of Leviticus that if you feel the urge, you know that daily urge to do your urge, what you need to do is go outside of the camp and dig a hole outside of the camp 
do your daily thing and then put the dirt back on the top of the hole where you just did your number two duty. Yeah, the book of Leviticus makes that very clear that that's what you need. Now, why would God have to make that clear? It's because we're that big of idiots. We poop where we eat unless we're told. And so that's what I think when people get full of themselves and say, I don't have to wear one of those. Nobody can make me wear one of those. Well, I'll tell you what. Get over yourself and put it on. Boom. What I just shared there is not um, an opinion of Crossroads Community Church. It's not an opinion of the Church of the Nazarene. It's not Pastor Tim Fisher's uh, words. Those are Mark Royer's words. Get over yourself and put the mask on. Because it's a protection. All those laws from the Old Testament, they were all a protection for the health and the life of the people. Those dietary restrictions that he put on the Jews, that was to sustain them for those long periods of time that they live in desert environments. God is looking out after us. It's not some sort of issue where God's trying to sabotage us. Uh, It's not some sort of legalisms. Uh, And I know people can be legalistic about things, but what God wants us to do, you know, it it comes down to this. God gives us a message and a horse. The message is the good news of Christ, the hope that we have in Jesus. The horse is our flesh. If we destroy the horse, we won't be able to deliver the message. Now, God's done the conquering. All you and I have to do is walk in it. There are two things we have the responsibility to do, and it says here in this passage of Deuteronomy 121, go up, and number two, possess it. The idea of go up is that concept of ascend. Now, I think in terms of the idea of being positive or negative, But it really is transcendent of either one of those. I like people to be more positive than negative. Now, I've been around hyper-positive people, and they sometimes are not very realistic, right? Don't you like just a little bit blend of realism with hyper-positivity? But I'd much rather be around hyper-positive people than negative ones, right? The woe-is-me ones. You know, because that negativity is a downward vortex. That idea of go up or ascend means that we focus in upon God. That Hebrew concept, go up, focus in upon God. An idea of possess it means to walk in it by faith. So we focus on God and we walk in faith into the land that God's already set before us. Um, The Lord your God has spoken of your fathers. I was reading in the Psalms yesterday about, and and David, speaking as a prophet, talked about this great promise that God had given Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's no mistake how strongly this speaks to us because every single one of us have land that are before us that we need to focus in upon God and walk in it by faith. We all have those areas that we we're hesitant of. We're hesitant of walking. 
we're hesitant of ascending. Or we focus not on God, but upon ourselves. What's in it for me? What's going to happen to me if? What are all the contingencies, right? What's the best possible scenario? What's the worst possible scenario? The more you overthink something, the more neutralized you'll become about, about just about every area of your life. We need to go up and possess. We need to quit dilly-dallying. We need to quit wasting time. And we need to go with God when he nudges us. God does not factor in laziness or the slackeredness that we operate our lives in. When God nudges us and speaks to us, his expectation of us is to go up and possess. And then those final two ideas. Do not fear or be discouraged. Fear comes from the enemy. Stress comes from your flesh. The devil loves fear. Because he knows that the only way that people in their own strength combat fear is through pride. Right? Right? The only way that we can counterbalance fear, if we don't pull God into the equation, the way the world combats fear is to be macho men. I'm just that strong. You can hear people say it, right? Boy, aren't I something? <laughs> and all I can think is macho, macho, macho man, you know. YMCA, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to the same idea of being filled with yourself. The only way the world combats fear is through pride. The only way they combat insecurity is to come across like they have everything under control. And it's all a lie. It's all a facade. The way we combat fear, you and me, is to face our fear, accept the idea that the enemy is behind it, and rebuke him in Jesus' name. Because perfect love, the Lord Jesus, casts out fear. Now our flesh gets stressed. And Jesus told us how to deal with stress. Said it 20 different times, all through the Gospels. He said, cast all your care upon me. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or your body, what you wear. <laughs> my Father in heaven takes care of all those needs. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. There is no reason... To allow your flesh to become stressed out if you're a Christ follower. <laughs> and by the way, in the day of a pandemic, and right now we're in a hot zone. I'm speaking to you from Elkhart County, Indiana. And our, some of our dearest friends are dropping like flies. And we're getting news every day, morning, noon, and night, of some of the dearest people we know passing away in hospitals and in their homes. 
So I look you straight in the eye and I say this, that this is a, this is quite a moment. But we've got to seize this moment because as Christ's followers, this moment is our finest hour. It's in this moment that we stand up and say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That I don't have to be fearful and I don't have to be stressed out. Because the truth about it is, I do everything I can. Wear a mask, social distance, wash my hands. I do what I can to preserve the flesh. But at the end of the day, it's all under God's control. And I want to give you this hope. That if you're a Christ follower, you need to so focus upon God. You need to so go up. You need to be so in faith. Walk in. Possess it. That death has no sting. That death is a simple walk across the eternals. Because the truth is, you and I are just carrier pigeons from the eternals to the eternals. We come into this life absolutely but naked with no way to care for ourselves for the first three or four years. Completely dependent upon everybody else to take care of our needs. And we end this life with far less than that. Because when we leave this world, we leave this flesh behind it. And the only thing we have when we step across into the arms of the Creator is what we've done for Christ. Go and possess it. Focus upon God and walk in faith. Have no fear and put aside your stress. Father, I thank you for these moments we could share together from your word. I thank you for your love and I thank you for scriptures like this. Help us during these times when we're shut down, shuttered in place, to spend more time with you and in your word and less time complaining and whining about it. I thank you for moments like this because they can be the finest hour in the life of the Christian believer and in your church. Help us to stand up and not be fearful. Help us to look to you. In Jesus' name And we said together, amen.